Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. L. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster. And just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Knocking off the defending Stanley Cup champions last night. What a performance. The Oilers well on their way after what you could say was their most complete game of the season thus far. It was very impressive. Something to build off moving forward. We'll break down the game here on Oilers now today. Brendan Ulrich with you. Brendan Escott behind the glass. It's the Brendan and Brendan show here on Oilers now. As always, it's brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630 Ched with their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more, digitex.ca. Brendan, how are you doing today? 
I am doing great. Uh, the cat's away. The mice are going to play. I'm excited for the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll have some fun today. I like that scene. That song, by the way, I like that you're mixing in some uh, modern rock these days. Well, yesterday you opened with a song that was in NHL, what, 18 or 17, I think. I can't remember what the song was called, but I do like that song from NHL. That's how I remember it. That's kind of the theme that I've been going with. That okay. Treble Charger song is probably oh, yes, from... Unless it made a reappearance, that's like early 2000s. Oh, rock. okay. So, so yeah, that's way, way, way back. back. But yeah, that was a good one. I like that. Was this one from NHL too? Little Sister? No. It, if it was, again, like back in the mid 2000s. But I, Queens of the Stone Age has been in there. So that's right. Get, I'm get, keeping the theme going forward. I like it. Hit I me like up it. on Twitter if you like it. <laughs> yes, we'll get to uh, your Twitter handle here in a second. I should mention on the show today, Bob will join us uh, here very shortly. The reason I'm in this chair is because Bob is flying to Nashville with the team. The Oilers taking on the Preds tomorrow afternoon. The Preds, of course, shutting out the Oilers on home ice last week. 12.35, uh, Elliot Freeman will make his regular Friday appearance from NHL Hockey on Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada. At 1.05, we will chat with a Nashville color analyst, Hal Gill, former NHLer, now uh, involved uh, with the media. And at 1.35, friend of the show, Ian Herbers to talk about the banged-up U of A Golden Bears. So that's all ahead. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063, presented by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got comedian Tracy Morgan, November 17th at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers now, at Brendan Ulrich, and at Brendan Escott. Now, before we bring aboard Bob here and uh, break down last night's game as we get to our audio vault in a second... I know you were up in the press box last night, Brendan, and I was actually in the crowd. For the very first time at Rogers Place, I watched a game in the crowd, which is uh, a very fun experience. I really enjoyed it, of course, for the last four years. I've been up there in the press box where you are now. I could see you mm-hmm. from my seat, so I was, I was creeping up there, seeing weird? what's going on. <laughs> well... No, so the, okay. the main difference in this experience for you is you got to uh, partake in the adult beverages, I assume. Yes, and that was very fun. Good. Um, but anyways, as I'm watching the game, a fan in front of me, it's cool to see the fan interaction and, you know, sort of listen what, to what they're saying as uh, the game unfolds. A fan in front of me says to his buddy, do you think this is the same team as last year? His buddy says, not a chance. And that was in the first period. So I found that interesting, and I think we can talk about that on the show today because last night the Oilers did not look like the same team they were last year. They looked like a really solid hockey team that could contend for a playoff spot here. I know they are out of the playoffs right now, but that's a a really nice victory against the defending Stanley Cup champion, a complete victory. Cam Talbot was great. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, unbelievable last night. Bouchard scores. So lots to to get into uh, about last night as uh, we get to our Oilers Now Audio Vault here, brought to you by direct workwear on the job you need the best and in edmonton or online the best is direct workwear a huge selection of garments accessories and women's gear direct workwear where safety meets savings online at directorworkwear.com here is the highlights courtesy of jack michaels and bob stoffer 
the Edmonton Oilers get set to host the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. And here comes a streaking Connor McDavid. Breakaway, rich shot, save made by Braden Holtby. And a key early stop for the Caps netminder. Five seconds on the power play. Yamamoto tried to take it to the inside. Popped out, Bouchard scores! First NHL goal! Evan Bouchard! never saw it. That was a great screen and a good low hard shot by Evan Bouchard. Winners got themselves a 1-0 lead. And what a play by Nugent Hopkins. The steal on Carlson walks in, shoots and scores! Short-handed goal, Ryan Nugent Hopkins! And Edmonton extends to a 2-0 lead! Nowhere to go. Pulls up behind centers. One-timer score, Burakovsky. And that's his first goal of the year and puts the Caps back in the game. 2-1. Chipped up the left-hand side. It's Reeder at center ice. Chase on middle of the ice. Shot. Score! Alex Chase on against the team for whom he won a Stanley Cup with. 3-1 Oilers. Chase on's third this week. Edmonton puts it away. Connor McDavid, an empty netter, courtesy of Nugent Hopkins. 4-1 Oilers. And the champions have been beaten. Yes, Connor McDavid finally scores, I guess, on a breakaway. Partial breakaway, I guess you could say. But uh, without Holtby and Ned, he had his number for the majority of the night. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, though, a very unselfish play there. He could have scored himself, but uh, he decided he would pass to uh, Connor McDavid, and he finished it off. So... The Oilers win, and now uh, they try to build off of that as they head to Nashville. We'll get us some thoughts here on the game. I just want to get your opinion, Brennan, up there in the press box. I know you uh, were on the case with uh, that delay uh, uh, game situation as well. You noticed there was a warning earlier, and I heard Reed give you a shout-out on the post-game show. So you're doing something right up there. Perfect, yeah. When I actually uh, get off my cell phone for a little (laughs) bit, I notice things in the world. Yeah, so basically what had happened, and I don't know if a lot of people picked up on this, but there was back-to-back icing calls where the Capitals were kind of doing the line change shuffle yeah. up and the referees were sending guys back to the bench back to the bench and and uh, the second time it happened the referees basically just said sorry you know, this is delay a game like uh, I sent out the tweet saying you don't always win the game within the game so yeah. they were trying to play it and the referees just got the the better of them they were aware of it and I liked I like that call a lot yeah I do as well you know you don't want to see the linesmen are you know affect the game but it is what it is. So you need to follow the rules. And I think Washington clearly was trying to get away with something there. Uh, Todd Rudin, after the game, was not happy, saying he had no explanation from the officials on that play. But uh, it is what it is. The Oilers finished off the caps and win the game. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. We didn't want to take penalties. We didn't, but we took one. Uh, we did a good job on the penalty kill. We scored a goal. Power play wasn't pretty, but we got one. Uh, we were able to play four lines more rather than run Connor into the ground. Um, so there's a lot of really good things. Our goaltender had a bounce back game and made some really good saves. We got some um, some real good efforts out of uh, players that are starting to come on now. They look like they're a little more confident. I think Toby and and uh, some of those types of players. I thought Clef had a tremendous night. So there was a real uh, boatload of positive things tonight for our team. Yeah, Clefbaum was uh, a monster last night, as was Adam Larson on the back end. And Clefbaum's been playing a lot. You, I like what Todd said there as well about, you know, McDavid not needing to play a lot because he has been playing a lot of minutes here early in the season. So it was nice 
that you don't need to double shift him in the third period when you're playing from behind. So that is encouraging. A lot of encouraging things for the Oilers last night. Alex Chieson continues to uh, look good. Now he's looked good in spurts in the past. Can he keep it up? Can he play in the top six moving forward? I would say that's not likely, but good for him. He's uh, chipping in when needed, and he's shooting at 100% right now, which that definitely won't last, but uh, good for him uh, to score again last night. Evan Bouchard as well, scoring his first NHL goal. And uh, I love the way he scored it because he didn't hesitate. I mean, there was a passing option there for the one-timer, but he saw the traffic in front, and he just said, you know what, I'm going to fire it on goal, and he was rewarded for that. So let's get to uh, Bouchard's thoughts here quickly on scoring his first NHL goal. <laughs> yeah, the goal was, uh, was pretty special. I didn't actually see it going. I just saw, you know, guys celebrating. So I kind of kind of figured. <laughs> Not many words there from Bouchard. There but, never uh, is. <laughs> yeah. He didn't celebrate like it was his first NHL goal either. But he's a pro. Or he looks like a pro age-wise anyways, so he looks like an older fella for his age. Uh, so good to see him score, and uh, now the debate continues in terms of sending him to the minors, or not to the minors, to junior or not. Of course, he's creeping up on that nine-game window, and we'll talk to uh, Bob here about that very shortly because Bob asked Todd McClellan uh, about that exact situation uh, earlier today. But that closes off the Audio Vault section for our friends over at Direct Workwear. I know uh, Bob and I were in uh, Direct Workwear earlier this week. Bob stopped by to visit Frank and the folks over there. So great people. If you need uh, workwear, it's the place to get your workwear. I can tell you that. All right, Brendan, uh, what should we do here? It's 1217. I'm trying to uh, remember the time. You know, difficulties of this show. There's a lot you need to get in. I know we need to get to Bob, so should we take a break? What do you think? You're you're calling the shots. Yeah, now. yeah. Let's press pause here. We'll step aside, then we'll come back. We might not get to all of Bob's chat, but uh, we'll we'll try. Okay, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by the regular host of this program, Bob Stoffer. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Man, that last commercial sounded great. Uh, uh, the voice of an angel, I'd say there, Mr. Escott. Sounds like a handsome devil. I don't know. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> oh, that's funny hearing that uh, on the air as uh, you're hosting the show. Anyways, uh, the regular host of this program is Bob Stopper. He's on route to Nashville with the team. The Oilers getting set for an afternoon affair with the Predators tomorrow. But uh, I was able to catch up with Bob uh, prior to his flight. And here's that conversation. Bob, uh, I watched uh, the game in the crowd last night. It was my first uh, experience not being in the press box alongside yourself. A different experience, though. One of uh, the things I notice is the, you know, the fans are chiming in as the play goes along. And one of the fans in front of me looked over uh, to his buddy and said, do you think this is the same team as last year? And his buddy said, not a chance. That was in the first period. The Oilers then went on to win that game 4-1, Bob. So you just look at the way the Oilers have been playing of late. They show they can come back in a game against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, they show that they can play a run-and-gun style of game against Pittsburgh. And then last night, they played a complete game against the Capitals. So that's encouraging. You know, Brendan, as you know, and you would know because you're a Caps fan, a couple of years ago, Washington rolled into town in October and Edmonton beat them 4-1. And that was a sign to me beat the caliber of an opponent like that that there could be good things coming in 16-17. Last night, 4-1 victory, very poised professional performance from Edmonton. 
lots to like in the Oilers game during the course live game. And, um, you know, the Oilers haven't been getting a lot of stiffs here out of the gate. The, uh, excluding the Rangers, who are 3-6 and six this year, the Oilers' other seven opponents have a record of 33-13-8 to start. So Edmonton hasn't been getting any free passes. They've been playing some uh, good hockey clubs, some real good hockey clubs. And this has resulted in the fact that, uh, you know, they've been challenged. You take a look at the four-game homestand. You start against Boston, good team last year, 144 of their final 65 games. You get Nashville. Nashville beat Edmonton 3 nothing. The Oilers had a bad two-minute stretch in that game. It cost them two goals. And then the empty netter. Uh, against Pittsburgh, went back and forth and could have won the game, right? And then last night, obviously, a strong performance. So is it the same team as two years ago? Not sure we're there yet. Is it the same team as last year? I don't think so. I agree with that fan's comment, uh, what he had to say just in front of you there. Absolutely. Well, Talbot's played good. Uh, you know, you look at the Pittsburgh game, okay, let's take that game out of the equation, but he's playing better. The defense, Bob, we're seeing a healthy Oscar Kluffbaum here who's playing a ton of minutes. Um, dry settle has showed that he can be the dominant player at times. We know the top line is great. But last night, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, like, <laughs> that was very encouraging to see him take his game to that level where he sort of stole the, the thunder from Connor McDavid on that line. You could say maybe he was the most effective uh, forward overall last night. Well, Ryan Nugent Hopkins leads the team in plus minus at plus five. He's been on for one even strength goal against this season with a goaltender in the net. Uh, and, you know, he's got 11 points now in the last six games. Terrific shorthanded effort. He's just a smart player that knows how to read and react with McDavid. So that end of it works well. And it's exciting for Oiler fans. I mean, I think that, you know, I think Edmonton fans have always appreciated Nugent Hopkins. And if they are around the team on a day-to-day basis, and look, we're not in the room, but we are around the team, Ryan has always been a conscientious, mature kid. Um, the tone of his uh, responses in terms of with the media – there's a, a maturation to me that has been shown over the last couple of years, and I'm really pleased that he's seen some success. He told me today uh, that, you know, he uh, he's starting to feel more like a winger. You know, he played so much center, but, you know, the last what is it, last 10 or 12 games last year and through the first eight games this year, he's, he's playing wing, and he says he's starting to feel a bit more like a winger. So that uh, was a, a good performance against a good team last night. And it's going to be, uh, I mean, there were several interesting storylines, including Evan Bouchard scoring his first NHL goal. But uh, definitely Nugent Hopkins was, I mean, McDavid had three tremendous opportunities, Brendan, as you know, and didn't score. And Nugent Hopkins was involved in two of them. So he, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty uh, important player moving forward for this organization. Well, let's uh, hit on Bouchard there, Bob, because you brought him up and the nine-game window here is uh, approaching. So... He scores last night. I, I love the goal, by the way. Uh, he saw the traffic in front and just let go a quick wrister there, and it got through. So you love to see him uh, shooting the puck. But in terms of the Oilers handling uh, handling him moving forward here, what sort of comes into play, I guess, when making uh, this decision, do you think, Bob? Well, I think for, there's there's two sets, and I actually asked Todd McClellan that, that question today. And it's how much is management involved in this decision right now? because there is a factor that needs to be worked in. It's inevitable. The NHL uh, 
Brendan, has already got a divisional layout with Seattle coming aboard. And the question is, does Seattle come aboard in 2020 or 2021? And my guess is, because they're going to want a new CBA in effect, that we're probably looking at 2021. And people go, well, what does that have to do with Evan Bouchard? Well, it has to do with whether or not you have to protect him. So if Bouchard goes past the nine-game threshold, if we had expansion in 2021, Edmonton would have to, based on the last set of expansion rules, Edmonton would have to protect Evan Bouchard. And conversely, if you know if we start in 2020 with Seattle, the owners would not have to protect Evan Bouchard if he goes past the nine-game threshold. Uh, now, can he help the owners in the here and now? I mean, I think he had a star cross night last night. I think he obviously scored a goal. He made a couple nice offensive plays. But he also got caught, by my count, at least twice with sort of misplaced handling the puck and then a misread defensively that led to an odd man break, and he got bailed out in those situations. So um, I like him. I, I'm going to stand by what I say. I still think it's 75-25 that he goes down. And I do think the Oilers have to factor in the potential of the expansion into the equation and the evaluation, which is a little bit unfair, but that's just how it kind of it's got to work because in the hockey business, it ain't fair always. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense, but uh, we'll see what happens here. If, if he elevates his play uh, after scoring that goal, maybe he gets uh, some more confidence and we'll see well, what he can do moving forward here. Just as an aside, it was interesting today uh, Gravel and Garrison were off the ice before Bouchard with the practice today. I don't know if that, I mean, we know Koskinen's going to get a start here and because he was off first and the orders have since confirmed that. But sometimes you read too much into things, other times you don't. Maybe there's a chance that Bouchard comes out against Nashville. Well, Koskinen, Bob, as you said, will start uh, in Nashville. They can't beat the Preds anyway, so I think it makes sense here to uh, give Koskinen a start, although Talbot's coming off a really good performance against Washington. Um, But what do you expect from Koskinen here? Uh, What have you seen from him in practice? Is he stopping the pucks there? Will that translate into the game? I guess it's hard to say. I'm just trying to make a conversation here. What do you expect from him in his Oilers debut? Well, you know, know, it's interesting. It's interesting, Brandon, because of the structure of Oilers now, I try to make sure that I'm, I'm down. Like, if the Oilers are on the ice at 1030, I know that Koskinen's going to be out doing work with Dustin Schwartz sometimes as early as 10 o'clock. So I try to get down there. He works really hard. But I don't know what you can expect out of Koskinen. Uh, I mean, it's been almost, geez, it's got to be close to, well, he last played when the Oilers were in Cologne. So when were they in Cologne? On like the, the 4th of October, so we're going back. You know, it's been three weeks since the guy's played. I know he's putting the work in in practice, and I would assert to you that from what I can tell, I, he's a better practice goaltender than uh, Laurent Bassois was. So that's that's a personal observation here. It's a long time ago. I mean, eight games without a start, I actually asked him that today. I said, what, you know, if you had to stretch this long, and he, he thought he had in the KHL where he hadn't had to start for a couple of weeks. But I don't know. I mean, how can you – how do we know? How do we know how he's going to perform? We've got virtually no track record at all. We saw him in preseason. There were a couple shaky moments in preseason, but he battled. He has put a lot of work in in practice. Uh, again, he's a good practice goaltender. The one thing that I think that makes a little bit of sense is you're going to finish goalies against finish goalies. He's played with both goaltenders, both Pekka Rene and UC Sarah. 
Now that's a good point there by Bob to wrap things up. We're late for the news that we know Koskinen will start in goal for the Oilers against the Preds on Saturday. We'll get to the 12:30 news with Eileen Bell when we come back. Elliot Friedman. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.